Lights, please. <laughs> uh, <coughs> we say this a lot. Maybe not as much as we should. But Melissa, who does uh, these thumbnails for us, ha- has hit yet another home run. It's true. She's the GOAT. Uh, I I just want to say the, 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 that you also somehow have kept the bangs in this shot which i have it's impressive. Uh, they're little they're different kinds of bangs but they're right there um you've got the perfect charlie brown um facial expression and i think incredibly inspired is her choice to make linus's eyebrows my eyebrows in this shot because it's true um it's just it's it's great it's really great to see what linus would look like all grown up still still giving the christmas speech um every year um <clears throat> hello newsies welcome to another episode of uh get the flick out of here get the flick out of here i'm your host Alex Pulaski. uh with me as always is kate we're supposed to do this last friday of course it's now it's now tuesday stuff happens we were supposed to do this last friday and yesterday <laughs> and yesterday both of those things were true <laughs> And neither of those things happened for various reasons. But now we're doing it. We're we're discussing Christmas specials on January 2nd. Get over it. Yeah. They're still classics. They're still classics. They're not going to be less classic. Absolutely not. Like my hat is never going to be less classic. It's an incredible choice. It really is. Well, there really was no choice, Kate. There really was no choice. All of the other hats uh, have been put away and are back in the basement because it's now January 2nd. This one was just happened to be uh, sticking out from under my bed. And I was like, oh, well, I'll put this one on then. It's great. And I thought you were going to say it wasn't a choice because it chose you. Like, it feels like, yeah, kiss me. Yeah. No, there's no way. Um, um, so this was, this was your brainchild to do it was. The, the four great classic Christmas specials. How classic, um, uh, I'm going to be, uh, 45 this year. And, uh, these were all, um, on TV before I was born. So th- that's, that's, that's how classic these classic Christmas specials are. They're um, the best. In, some, in some places, like a, a, a decade or more, before, 15 years or more before I was born. These these were already classic when I was born 44 and a half years ago. So, like, um, I think that, that I don't even know about the broadcast schedule for these anymore. Like, when I was a kid, these were on every year on network television. You would you would set your VCRs by it. Um, Tuesday, whatever, in the middle of December, you'd the Charlie Brown Christmas special would be on CBS. ABC would have How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Like th- these would just be on every yes, Christmas, all the time. And, yeah, and you would you would definitely watch them, but they would be on once a season. And if you missed it that day, that's gone. And now, like with cable and streaming. Uh, I, I don't, I, it's not this to me, the idea of a Christmas special being special is kind of gone by the wayside because it was a special, because it was a special presentation. 
and you only it was only on once and if you missed it you missed it and that was it but we as children my brother and i never missed it because yeah. it was a special thing yeah i remember like sitting around with my family for these like there would be appointment television doesn't really exist so much anymore right. but it was really fun when um you had stuff like this and similarly we definitely had the tapes i remember i think my parents properly bought the peanuts one because i was obsessed with it when i was little it was my favorite of all four and i watched it over and over and over again um but the rotation of peanuts charlie brown christmas the grinch rudolph and frosty which is by far the weirdest i gotta say going back and watching these again um it's like kind of sad and like there's a magician like everything else kind of has the templates of like of like it's santa that saved christmas and not that right. it's happened at frosty but it's like they went a little bit more out of their way i feel like to incorporate yeah, yeah. Some elements but um and also as we'll talk about it frosty a little dumb but uh <laughs> well i mean his 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 brain is made of snow it's I'm a gonna, fair I'm, I'm gonna give him some leeway on that one. Sure, I mean, there's definitely days where I feel like mine is, so I get it. Um, so uh, you had laid out the order you thought we should do these in, starting with peanuts. Yes. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. It was always to me like I was. I was always very. I, I listen. I was pedantic even as a, as a young child, and I would ask my mom, um, uh, "Why is it?" It's the great Chris. It's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, uh, but it's a Peanuts Christmas, and then they changed to a Charlie Brown Christmas for a while on the broadcast. But it was originally a Peanuts Christmas, and then there was uh, Happy Valentine's Day, Charlie Brown. But everything was it was Peanuts in the comic strip. I was like, pick one. What is what is the name of your thing? Are you named after the 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 main character, or are you named after some kind of legume? Like, pick one. Pick one, Charles Schultz. Let's go f- from here. But um, uh, this one to me is um, this is the granddaddy of them all for me. Uh, but a lot, a lot, in a lot of ways, it's it's not nearly the best, or um, it's not the funniest. It's not doesn't have like there. It's it's just very sweet, and also it is weirdly of its era like it is um it is this weird it's like 65 i want to say yeah i think it was like early 60s yeah it's not but it was no it wasn't early 60s it was like 65 i think i'm I'm 65 and be 66 because it was this weird clinging to an area pre the beatles you know what I mean? Like this, this, everything's gotten so out of hand here. If we could just reverse time about six months, everything would be fine. My teenage daughter listens to a bunch of mop top Englanders and I don't like it. It just, there's a, there's a, there's a little bit of uh, boomerism to it. That is like this nostalgia for a thing that is really not that old, but feels ancient since everything was changing so rapidly um this was when i learned like what the phrase going commercial went because he even says that about snoopy of like Mm -hmm. even my own dog's gone commercial i can't stand it Ugh, like that's what i 
I learned at too young of an age, like what yes. going commercial was, but gone commercial. It's so um watching it back, I feel like all the things that you remember that stand out to you are like all the little like the dances that they do, right? And the Christmas songs, and I'm going to pick out the cheat tree and you kind of like remember them picking on charlie brown but they're like they're they're mean to charlie brown they're, they're very really they're mean. vicious to yeah. charlie brown and charlie brown is um he's he's riddled with anxiety um and uh and he's he's a depressive so relatable um and but it was not certainly you you can't have a main character who's like that, who doesn't experience ridicule from society. Sure. Of course not. I do remember like seeing a lot of stuff where people would talk about Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. And how all of his friends were like, even though he was like sad and depressed, all of his friends were just really like warm and nice to him. And yes. that made me, I was thinking about that during this because this is so, I mean, they are like, can't you do anything right when he like fucks up a tree like it is aggressive <laughs> aggressive and the only resolution is that they're like hey we kind of fixed up this tree and now we're singing like they don't Listen, they're not nice this is the thing too is that this is also you could easily argue because when when lucy suggests that he, what you need is involvement what see what the problem with you charlie brown is that you're anti-social um, this is, this is what my parents would do to me when I was, when I was young was, but well, you can't just sit in your room playing video games all day or reading a book, go out and play with your friends. I was like, but my friends are assholes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I don't want to, I don't want to go out and play with them. They make fun of me, but what you need is involvement. You need to be around other people who make fun of you and who you don't enjoy. Is a very is a is a very old person's way of like getting people out of you know their doldrums or whatever. So you need involvement. So what you you need involvement, and we need a director for our Christmas play. And I would argue, if you look at the the overall character arc and uh, everything that we know about Lucy Van Pelt, that Lucy um, is almost certainly setting him up to be ridiculed in this particular way because the 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 little girl who holds a football for him to run come running and kick it and then pulls it away every time doesn't actually want charlie brown to have involvement she just wants him to be in a place where everyone can make fun of him in the same place yeah to the point where they have the fake psychology psychiatric scene right like that yeah. is something that did not resonate with me as a kid because i didn't think about like mm -mm. Like, just Charlie Brown paying, because of course it wasn't covered by peanuts insurance, um, no. <clears throat> to go to the psychiatrist, and the idea that it was just someone talking out their ass about different disorders, like, right. reads so differently now, in the especially, like, in a modern era. Um, but with Charles Schultz, it might have very much been a commentary on, like, it not being prayer. Because it's, like, it is very much well, more... Yeah. Like heavily I mean, handed, but well, it is the, funny to hear Lucy go. Maybe you have arachnophobia. Maybe you have like go through just yeah. all these disorders. Um, yeah, and yeah, pose as a, a um, psychiatrist, and ultimately come to the conclusion that 
if you have a mental disorder, the thing that you need to do is direct a play. Is <laughs> well, well, my my. This is the thing: is that this psychiatric psychiatry was becoming a thing in pop culture because it was in its infancy, and people still a lot of it regarded it. A lot of people regarded it as as just, um, you know, Horse. bunk. Yeah, yeah. This is crazy. I'm gonna go <laughs> sit there and tell my feelings to some person and pay him to do it. That's crazy. Some um, somebody who studied the right. organ that I think with. Like a lot when I now as the, when I look back on this thing, a lot of these things you got to look at through like um, that these were being written, um, not necessarily by Charles Schultz, but like being produced by the guys in Mad Men season one. Like that's everything that comes out in 1965 is just these guys in suits who would rather be uh, drinking a highball, smoking 25 cigarettes and having sex with one of their four mistresses. Like that's what they would rather be doing than making a children's special. So everything is like, how, how does that happen? But I do love the point where she says, maybe we have pantophobia. I think she says pantophobia. pantophobia yeah. And he says, what's that? The fear of everything, and he goes, "That's it, that's it." <laughs> and I was like, honestly, relatable as well. So, yes. Um, the the only thing that I that I consistently remember from this is just the um, the point of like, isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? <laughs> I can tell you what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Lights, please. Lights, please. Um, and then he just says a, a, a passage from the Bible, which child me had did not. I don't, I'm sorry, what is that? What, I don't, like, that's, that's nice. It's a nice little passage from the Bible. What is that? That isn't, I don't think that actually answers Charlie Brown's question. And the idea that Charles Schultz thinks it does says a lot about Charles Schultz. Um, it is, it, he's, he was a, he was a, he was a very good man in a lot of ways, but also just very simplistic in some of the ways he decided to handle stuff. Um, the, very common for that time too, right? Like yeah. just very uh, on point. When they, I, uh, it's a it's a they, very keep Christ in Christmassy kind of thing, right, but sure, it is done in like a very kind of sweet way. I think, think yeah. because the other thing that people forget about Linus is he's the other guy that got picked on in all this too. Like he right. yeah. had his blanket well, but and, but he's incredibly well adjusted about it. You yeah, know what I mean? he is. Like, so sure in himself. Uh, I I love his response, and he was what I was what I all uh, kind of honestly, maybe inadvertently, was inspired to aspire to be when being made fun of, which was come back with a quip. They won't know what to do. <clears throat> what are you gonna do with that blanket when you grow up? Maybe I'll make it into a sport coat. <laughs> which is again a wonderful thing from 1965. The idea of a sport coat. Um. But uh, it's it's great. But um, it's a beautiful the, the the speech really. And w- without having to quote the Bible, you could say that Christmas is all about the spirit of giving, um, being with family, and trying to recognize uh, those less fortunate than us and how we can help them, uh, and and you know be kind to each other all year long, starting with today. Whatever. But the fact that it was like and yay. The, the angels Lord shown round about them. And it's like, it just becomes this thing of like, I don't know what that is as a so child. What stuck out to me about this was my notes are correct. Like he reminds everybody what Christmas is all about. And there's still kind of a bunch of assholes after like they're still, 
He reminds no. everybody and everybody just kind of dismisses and ignores it. And I don't know if that was intentional or if I'm just overthinking what is ultimately yeah. like a little a Christmas special, but everybody is still just like, great, that's mean. Um, let's be mean. And it's funny as we're talking about it, and I remembered like Linus also getting picked on. There's also pig pen, right? Mm -hmm. So there is yeah. it feels like they're picking on Charlie so much because they are cruel. They're just to mean him. kids. They're just mean kids. But they're just mean kids. Yeah, there's there's actually like a lot of other people that get get picked on. Um and it, there's so, it was funny watching this as I, I've watched it as an adult, but like watching it to talk about it and review it, all the things that stick out to me as the most memorable scenes have very little to do with a lot of the overarching messaging. Like what I think about Linus playing, I mean, Jingle Bells, presents yeah. to pretty girls, and he just plays the one no and ding, ding, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Snoopy with his lit up doghouse and all these things. And it's like, it, it's funny that the, I think the things Charles Schultz wanted you to take away from this are the things that are so far like removed from it. Right. Um, which is, the is funny. You think of all their like, the way they sing and dance mm -hmm. and the ice skating and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The um, the other thing that's interesting is that also when I say it's kind of trapped in its own era and doesn't realize it is the thought that at the time and I, and I looked this up a few years ago because I was honestly curious it didn't make any sense to me but they go to a Christmas tree lot to get Christmas trees and all the Christmas trees are made out of aluminum that was a thing in the mid 60s like there was a craze for like two or three years but they thought that was just what christmas trees were going to be forever and and so this was a new thing it was new but it was also accepted in circles that christmas trees were going to be just aluminum cones forever. and you could literally go and you would buy a christmas tree but it wouldn't be a christmas tree it would be like conical shaped and a crazy color, and the, and it was it was a it was a, you wouldn't actually hang decorations on it. It was already it would come all the thing, and that was it. And so when he walks up to him and goes dong dong dong, that's what those things were. Now we have plastic trees; you can reuse them every year, but they still look like trees. They have individual branches. That's not what those were. No, not at all. But but again, and they died out almost immediately. But it because this was written and produced and made and released during that weird three-year period, it now is like of an era that nobody recognizes because if you didn't live through that time, you had no idea unless no. you're like me and you look up aluminum Christmas trees on Wikipedia one night while watching Charlie Brown Christmas a couple of years ago. Then you have no idea what this is. But it is No, I um, definitely, and especially little kid Kate. Like, no, I was like, why are these trees metal? That's weird. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and of course, then there's the, <coughs> very, the very tiny tree with the three branches, and um, uh, so after all the things with the the play and Linus reciting the Bible, he gets inspired to go take the tree to where Snoopy's doghouse won first prize, and he takes a little ornament ball off of it and he puts the thing and the thing goes and it falls over and he goes oh my god i've killed it everything i touch gets ruined which again relatable um and then all the kids the kids show up and they go it really was isn't such a bad little tree maybe charlie brown isn't such a blockhead after all and then they trim the tree and by doing that i mean they give it 
five hundred percent more branches. Yes. And they also go like this with their hands. Well, well yes, they they, they the just, animation they, at they that do point. This, watch, 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 they watch, do watch. this in front of the camera, <laughs> and they that is magic, and it makes it makes a tree much bigger than the tree actually was. And even as a child, I was like, "That's not the same tree." No, yeah, that was like you a know, lot I of... mean, like, it was like there was there's a little too much there. Like, oh, all 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 it needs is a little love. And the the love and is the love from them, tree. and to be a different tree. Yep. And then they sing Lulu, 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 Lulu. I like when they take a breath and come back down, and then go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that part mostly because when Pigpen does it, there's another cloud of dust that's generated. Yeah. <laughs> the um, and then, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. No, at no point do they say sorry to his face. Sorry, we they were do, cruel to you for the past twenty five minutes. Say, that was actually like say, a waste of time or whatever. They say Charlie Brown. Uh, he didn't get such a bad little tree. Um, they say maybe uh, he's not a blockhead. That's the nicest thing blockhead. they say about. They him. say when he's not there. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't even say it to his face. They don't. They don't. They say maybe he's not such a blockhead after all. At no point did they say do they express remorse or being sorry, no. and they definitely don't express it to him. No. So. Um. And and so ends a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, basically that that is, um, it, it's it's so fun to go back and watch because it's such a specific animation style and era that is so so. surpassed it too so there's a lot of charm in that's preserved like it it does feel very much like a a time capsule but this one was definitely my favorite i think now as an adult i understand why i liked charlie brown so much but also like snoopy is forever and always will be one of my favorites even he was like getting in on charlie brown a little bit but like him and his first prize and him with the the bowl and when he's laughing along and it comes out in that high pitch like <laughs> like I just <laughs> Snoopy yeah. for a dog that doesn't bark makes a lot of sounds and is very fun um mm-hmm. but he just I'll, I just I've always loved Snoopy he'll always be the goat <laughs> I I, I think goat. mostly what this uh what this needs is uh World War One flying ace Snoopy Obviously, you're yeah. in this one. Snoopy and the and Red he Baron. Needs to, he, need, he needs to have a uh, Christmas armistice with the Red Baron, where where they meet in the middle of the battlefield, shake hands, and have a, have a drink because it's Christmas, and therefore we can't kill each other on Christmas because that's um. the Lord's Day. Tomorrow we will resume killing <laughs> each other. Oh, you but are for, a dead man tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> but for today, not, everything's fine. Not in the name of the Lord. No. Um, and you. I think you wanted to do Frosty next. And this is the one I know you have the most to say about. Well, it's just bonkers. <laughs> it is like, quite little <laughs> Excuse me. I woke up like not feeling well and I was like, we're getting this podcast done. It is recursed <laughs> twice. We're making it happen. Um, it is funny watching all four of these. How uh cruel a lot of the people are and the magician in this is directly cruel to children for no real discernible reason i think was what really no he's he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a failure as a man and as a person 
and he he recognizes that the hat that he threw away is now um, a special hat. Sure. He's jealous. He's the guy who broke up with the girl and then realizes later how good he had it and he wants her back. And so instead of it being like, you know, stalking her to her new boyfriend's house, he tries to murder children. You know, he it's, does it's, try it's to murder children. Like he does try to murder Aaron children. Is like what? Eight, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, like yeah. earmuffs. Mm-hmm. She should probably wear things that aren't a skirt during Which a horrible cool. snowstorm. But yeah. other than that, no, she hasn't done anything that terrible. Um, but he does try to murder her. He does, he does. He does attempt to make her freeze to death. Yeah. During the yeah. It's insane. Um, And even the idea of like, if you're uh, an adult human and there's this magic hat or whatever, like he can't just wait till summer was what was going through my head. Like he had to murder Frosty the snowman instead of like. He's impatient. It's a a character flaw to be sure. But I would, I would. I would argue that the, the 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 paramount character flaw is the murdering of children, and then beyond sure. that, sure, yeah, you could argue that. <laughs> yeah, um, <coughs> I, I, the, this is one of those ones that I don't even know if people have like. I don't know if this one's even on in the way the other ones are are available. There's a magician that comes to entertain a class for the last day of school before winter break, and he's terrible. Um, but somehow I don't know why his hat is magic. That's never explained. It let it it winds up. He throws it away, and some kids pick it up and put it on top of a snowman they made, and the snowman comes to life. And his the magician name is Frosty, sees this, and he goes, "Happy birthday!" Right, because he doesn't know what day it is. Okay. Um, and so uh, the, the 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 magician. Uh, spent stops at nothing for the rest, trying to get the hat back because then he would be a millionaire magician. Is what he does. Oh, he also has a pet rabbit that can talk, but doesn't actually say words. He just, he just, he just says, and everybody can understand the rabbit. Yeah, it is like it, a secret. There's Wonder a there's Woman a conceit thing going on. Here. There is a there is a conceit in here that every everyone in the world is Doctor Doolittle when it comes yeah. to this rabbit. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily a, a thing the the movie earns. I feel like if you're a magician and this is like a lifelong passion and skill for you, and this is what uh, you've been pursuing, you should probably be able to recognize pretty early on that your hat is magic and maybe not throw it away so much. I mean, I don't know. Like maybe the only thing that's magic about it is that it turns snowmen to life. Okay, well you should probably throw it away because that's insane. But I mean, also, how would he know at that point unless he had attempted to use it to put on top of a snowman? Alex, it's he a would never know that very specific type of magic. It is, yeah. And also, like, aren't I feel like magicians are supposed to be the ones with the magic inside of them, not like their tools. I mean, right? you, would, you, you would hope. Like, what's, what's a magic wand? Is the is the wand magic or is the carrier of the wand magic? Because if that's yeah, isn't case, it a magic conductor? Is it a magic conductor or is the yeah. wand itself magic? Because that that I guess that's the chicken or the egg thing we could get it into is. at this point. You know what I mean? Is it is it the wand or is it the magician? But like, what, if you go to saw a magic? lady in half, I'm not supposed to assume that it's a magic saw. I mean, is it? Could it be? 
I don't know. Now I'm having an existential crisis about magicians. It could be the it could be the box you put the lady in. Maybe that's the magic thing. So like maybe decks maybe of cards the, are magic, it, and it's not. Maybe what's the perhaps, point of doing abracadabra bullshit then? Well, I mean, Isn't honestly, I, I mean, it could be. Um, I guess that would be you, but maybe it's all just showmanship, and it is may, the thing of it is that the actual cruelty of it, the way that the 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 patriarchy works in the magic industry. Maybe it's actually the lady in the box that's magic, As but the magician, is. the 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 man takes credit for all the work the woman does. Typical, typical. Um, and uh, they decide because they're they're idiots and they're children that they're going to uh, make sure Frosty doesn't ever melt. Um, because it's it's so much fun playing follow the leader with him throughout the the town square that they're gonna put him on a train headed north to the North Pole, but they they would like uh, a ticket to the North Pole uh, from the ticket man who uh, who wants like twenty three thousand dollars or something, and they're like we don't have any money and like and that I don't understand. Maybe you thought you could buy a ticket for five dollars. I know you didn't think you could buy a ticket for no dollars. For zero dollars, so, yeah. I mean, listen, you 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 bag they on on times like you they bag really on can. Frosty for being stupid. His brain's made of snow. What's the kid's excuse? I mean, that's a fair point, but I think it's a desperate time calls for a desperate measures thing. And she probably was like, I'm pretty cute. Like, I can get yeah, away with this. Yeah, maybe it's possible. Yeah, she was like a little bit of a, a yeah. like, master manipulator in my version. Right. Um, so they're in the middle of nowhere in Canada, <laughs> I think is what I think is where we've decided this is happening. And you can uh, see start- the northern lights. Yeah, they're on a refrigerated boxcar, and um, she starts to freeze to death. This is of her own doing. This is not Professor Hinkle, the magician's thing. Yeah, he's riding. He's riding under the car like Sideshow Bob in that episode of The Simpsons. Um, under that, that's I had to do it. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, he strapped himself underneath the, the train car, um, and uh, so he's trying to follow them. But anyway. Um, Frosty gets her out of the refrigerator boxcar because it's got to be what forty degrees in there, and then he gets her out into a um, into the wilderness of Canada where it's at least twenty below. Yeah, again, Frosty not so smart. Not, but he not builds those, he builds a fire though. He builds a fire for her, and then um, Professor Hinkle, who has dropped off the bottom of a train car and not been crushed to death, finds them and blows the fire out with one. It's a, it's a it's an actual campfire blew it out like that and uh tries to freeze her to death which also makes no sense because wouldn't frosty eventually melt and then you would get your hat back no your priority was to murder a child <laughs> yes yeah and what he should what he should have done is like just like tried to push frosty onto the fire yeah that would have made the most sense and it's a yeah. snowman so you probably could have and he thinks mm-hmm. it's his birthday um no. and then um this is also it's it's narrated by Jimmy Durante. Yes. Um, the whole thing is narrated by Jimmy Durante, and this is my favorite bit of narration. Um, that they have to get away. Like, here, Karen, her name is Karen. Um, it's very funny because all, all Karens were born at this time of uh, in the world and then grew up 
into the Karens we know today, which is why they're True. all Karens are between 40 and 55 years old. That is correct. It was a very popular baby name that long ago. So, um, but she said, Karen, jump on my back. And then Jimmy Durante says, now you got to understand because he was made of snow. Frosty was the greatest belly whopper in the world. And which just means he can slide on his belly down the snow. Um, it was the greatest belly whopper in the world. Um, and then they wind <clears throat> up again in the middle of effing nowhere, a greenhouse. Yeah. And I also feel like I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a no horticulturist, but I thought the whole thing with the greenhouse was that the glass of the greenhouse focuses the sun's rays to make it hotter in the greenhouse to grow things, a tropical flowers, but you still need the heat from the sun. It is a thousand degrees in the greenhouse in the middle of the frozen North of Canada at night. And is that is not where I, because I think if that's the case, you have to have electricity running to it. And this greenhouse is in the middle of nowhere. It so is there's very no much electricity true. running to it. And there's no sunlight. I don't understand why it's so hot in the greenhouse. And I don't think anybody who made this movie understood why either. No, I don't think so. And of course, then the inevitable happens. Yeah. And it's like, this is targeted for children around Christmas time. I feel like they shouldn't have to learn this lesson at this time. Mm. Like if you're presumably watching this two weeks before Christmas, Mm -hmm. like at least in Frozen, the snowman comes back after melting by the fire and sacrificing mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. Here we just get him melting into a puddle and they make a happy little song about it. Well, they do. <laughs> they do. Um, but uh, Hocus Pocus, the rabbit, has gone on foot to find Santa Claus at the North Pole and brings him back because that's just it's just a thing that rabbits can do. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, um, and so Santa Claus shows up. And um is not going to be but, happy. But when they walked through the door of the greenhouse, a terrible sight met their eyes. Um, and uh, it's just a puddle of water with a child crying over it. Yeah, um, it's traumatizing when you're like eight and it's the week yeah, before Christmas and you think you're course. watching a fun movie about a little snowman. Like and watching also, it now, I was like, there was no way I didn't go to bed crying if I was watching that at right. nine, ten years old. And also, Santa, who is the second worst Santa in the movies we're going to discuss today. Um, uh, and I'm I'm considering Grinch Santa a Santa, and he's the third worst. So this is how bad this Santa is. This Santa, he goes, uh, he basically says, like, suck it up, kid. Yeah. It's nothing. And it's like, then... That's then the way goes, life goes, little girl. Then he goes, but but he was my fa-fa-fa. Friend, uh, which is where they get that from that episode of South Park comes from this particular moment in this particular Christmas special, which is what I love. But um, uh, he's like, all right, well, here we go. Um, when a, when a great December wind kisses it, the oh, Christmas snow can never be gone forever. And even must turn into water. Then when a great December wind kisses it, it turns back into snow all over again. Um, and then some wind kisses the snow. This is weird. I don't know why we're yeah, having little... water, water and wind making out on a, in a children's special. <laughs> but um, but uh, uh, then he turns back into a snowman. Um, 
Happy and uh, Professor Hinkle wants the hat back. It's my hat. You have no right to take it. Um, is um, now don't you dare touch that. If you so much as lay a finger on the brim, you'll never get another Christmas present as long as you live. You mean no more trick cards or magic balls or no more anything? Oh, but that's not fair. We evil magicians have to make a living too. So at least he's he's honest with himself about who he's he self-aware. is. He's self-aware, yeah. Calls himself an evil magician, which is nice. You know, he knows that about himself. That's good. Um, you go straight home and write a hundred jillion times. I am very sorry for what I did to Frosty. And then tomorrow morning, maybe, just maybe, mind you, you'll find a Christmas present in your stocking. A new hat, maybe? Oh, thank you, sir. Sorry to lose and run, but I get to get busy writing busy, busy, busy. Um, and he apparently, on foot, runs home from the frozen north of Canada so he can write. Sure. Which implies that he's the magic thing. Okay, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I do feel as though if you try and murder an eight-year-old girl, you should get coal in your stocking. That's just me. That's just like no, where I draw no, the line not, is like attempted homicide means no. <clears throat> you should also say also a hundred jillion times. I'm sorry for I did to Frosty. How about a hundred billion, bagillion, jillion times? I'm very sorry for trying to murder a child. Yeah. It's, it is kind Sorry, of funny. Sorry, I tried that, to like, take out again, Karen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Sorry Frosty about this comes back. No man. Frosty comes back to life. Karen gets to hug him one last time, and then he goes to live with Santa at the North Pole. I guess because he can live there year round. I guess. Um, what struck me about watching this back, I was like, Frosty's not like particularly lovable. No, he's just dumb. He's just a big dumb oaf, but like, it. What's it's actually funny. Like the Grinch is actually like a pretty fleshed out character. We'll talk about that shortly. But mm. I was like, Frosty's just like, I'm the best belly whopper and doesn't know what day it is. Like I think this movie would have hit a little bit harder, been right. more of a banger if there was something about Frosty that you were like emotionally invested in. No. But I think even when I was a kid, I was like, well, yeah, snow melts. That's no, he, he led them down. He led them down the streets, the streets of, of town, town, right to a traffic cop. And he only paused a moment when he heard him holler stop. So, like, he's obviously a law abiding citizen. That is but, true. Um, but that's about it. Like, Frosty the Snowman, all, all it says is like what he's made out of. Like, he's got buttons oh. and a button nose and a corncob pipe. He's a smoker. Honestly, Not do we great. want that around kids? Not great. Um, you got two eyes made out of coal. Um, honestly, like the the song doesn't tell us anything about him and why he's good. You know what I mean? No, it basically tells you he's a snowman that follows basic traffic principles. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And now, and I'm supposed to develop an attachment to this thing. Yeah, I'm like, okay. How about see a little next, character development in your see story next year when the wind and snow do under the clothes stuff yeah. again? Sex, wind, and water. No, I think water. this all could have been cleared up with just like a basic weatherman that explained to Karen mm-hmm. how, how condensation works. Snow works? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been better. Yeah. 
I wouldn't have been like, if, oh, I should probably hop a train with this guy. I don't know if she's uh, old enough to understand uh, temperatures or things like that. But like, okay, you see this little thermometer? When it gets below 32 degrees, you're, 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 your 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 buddy's okay. So I don't know. also don't know where she's from. Is it like an unseasonable snow? Or does she live yeah. in Minnesota where it's going to be like this until March? There was no reason for him to, for her to panic and put him on a train before yeah. Christmas. Also, I mean, just this thing where she's like, yes, but like, um, also, where are your parents? Aren't they yeah. concerned? Well, she says, she says, she says, I'll go, I'll get on the train with you to go to the North Pole. And she says, I'm sure my mother won't mind as long as I'm home in time for supper. It is 3.45 p.m. She is a she is not the smartest person. No, she's not. And her friend is a dumb snowman. Her friend is a dumb snowman. Yes. But like, if you were like, hey, mom, I made a friend today. And your mom was like, oh, that's great. What's their name? Frosty. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's a snowman. Oh, how cute. Like she built mm-hmm. a little friend in the front yard. Going off on adventures with an animated snowman. Feels like neglectful parenting. It does. Also, no mention of dad. I wonder if he's in the picture. It's true. You know, this is, this is honestly, it's, it's a, this is a symptom of our fatherless society. Maybe the magician is the dad. Maybe it's a Darth Vader. Situation. That's a wrinkle. That's a wrinkle. It I'll is. tell you that much. Yeah. Um, the Grinch stole Christmas is great. It's the, it's the one that certainly holds up the best, I would say, too. Yeah, it's it's great, um, and um, yeah, I don't. the The only thing I have to say about it is that the guy who uh, sings the song is oh. named is uh, named Thurl Ravenscroft, which is top three names ever of all time. Yeah, yeah. Thurl Ravenscroft. Ravenscroft. Also, a guy named Thurl Ravenscroft absolutely has this voice. You're a mean one. Oh, 100%. There's no way Thurl Ravenscroft doesn't have that voice. WWE is going to trademark that name. and They're going to be in <laughs> Judgment Day tomorrow. That name's amazing. Thurl Ravenscroft. Von Wagner's new name when it comes to the main rosters. Yeah, 100%. But he never gets to talk. No, he just stands there. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Grinch is great. Holds up the best. I gotta say, the OG Grinch beats all of these new ones. The new animation one, not great. The Jim Carrey one, super fun, but not like, yeah, first of all, a much I better second wa- half. I won't set. watch the, the Jim Carrey one again. Yeah. I won't it's watch an, it. I, I, think, not... I, 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 think it's, I think it's actively bad and ruins the legacy of the original. I think the, 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 new, anim, the new animated one um, teaches an entirely different lesson. Um, it's not bad. It just doesn't measure up it's to the, the Grinch. It doesn't measure up to the first one. The Jim Carrey one is. I'm, I will not hear arguments that it is um, good. It's it's too reliant on the fact that Jim Carrey's great. It's just Jim, just Jim, Jim Carrey Jim doing Carrey Jim Carrey shtick in a mask. Yeah. Like, if you want to watch that, I'll watch The Mask. Thank it's you very true. much. It's even he's green. also green in it. It's a presentation say- of his earlier work. Young Kate was obsessed with Jim Carrey. Older Kate still kind of is. But younger Kate saw Ace Ventura way younger than she should have. And loved that movie. 
at everything Jim Carrey ever did. And I remember reading an interview that the Grinch costume was so painful to be in that they had like Navy SEALs come in and help him with paint techniques because it was so like aggressively painful to be so in. You probably should have redesigned the costume. They probably should have because that's insane. But the OG Grinch, okay, I, the, from what I remember of the Jim Carrey one, I thought the second half was all right, but the first half was bad. And then the new animated one, I'm like, you can't, it's not that it's bad. It's just, it's not, it's an animated version of the Grinch. So just go watch the original. Um, but it's, a, but it's an entirely different, the, it's an entirely like this, the new, the new um, Grinch is um, takes. So there's nothing redeeming about the Grinch in the original one. Until his heart throws three sizes. Correct. Um, in in the new one, you can you can tell like he's just he's cranky, but he's a he's, he's underneath a underneath he could have been a good guy. You know what I mean? Um, and that that's they're they're trying to like, you know, um, paint with some shades of gray in the new one. Um, they definitely do. And I appreciate, because there's also been this, like, Justice for the Grinch movement, which I loved, of, like, maybe if this whole town of singing idiots wasn't constantly up his side. Like, I would love to live in a cave far away from this town. Oh, like, yes. maybe don't ostracize him. That's just the yeah. way he wants to live his life. Right. Yeah. Um, but just the, uh, first of all, Max, not just because I love dogs, but, like, just the best. Love Max. Yeah. Um key figure in all of this and then i was at the age where like when you were three to five years old and watching all these like i was cindy lou who right like that's right. i like i remember my dad calling me that when this was out um but i love the it's almost like it, it's told at like the sneaky slithery pace of the grinch like when he's when he's the snake sliding through the house and the way that he grabs like the Christmas ornament and like, it's not told from his perspective, but it's told like almost on his dime, which I really, really yeah. love. Mm -hmm. um, but I like that this is the only one that really has a, a redeeming ending where it's like the townspeople yeah. and the Grinch can't they coexist. They finally do. Yeah. Um, and it's the only one that has like a, a, revelation where there's like growth in the character like rudolph right. just like oh he saves christmas and yeah charlie brown is not a blockhead and frosty right. is a dumb snowman and the magician tries to murder a little girl and they're more concerned about frosty like this is the only one that i feel like the heartstring pulls were like very 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 much well, there from yeah um in the original book, which I which I read to my daughter, oh, um, it's it is the best, but also it like the the it's not as good as the the Christmas special because the Christmas special adds drama to it. Sure, um, there's the 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 load of presents in the book does not almost topple off the mountain. He does not save it. <coughs> there's nothing there. He just. It says that he stands there for hours listening to them sinking. For hours, the book says. And then eventually, after hours of listening to them sing, sing 
it clicks in his head. Maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store, blah, 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 blah. Maybe and then and then his his heart grows three sizes. And and because of that, he takes the, the things back down. He it he doesn't need the power of his heart growing three sizes to give the, the power of, the of ten inches plus two. That never happens in the book. Oh. And and that's what they actually add some actual drama there, and that's why the end of the thing works so much better. Um, Rare W, where the movie's better than the book. You don't right. get that a lot. You don't get that a lot. Um, but I will also say that uh, in reading the book, the other thing about it that doesn't work is um, you really need the song. The you reprisal, do. The yeah. reprisal of the song in the original thing. That it's it's there's so many montages. There are so many montages. Even Grinch had a montage. Um, there's so many montages. Like when he's making the the his his costume to be Santa Claus, that the song plays over it as he's using the the uh, the sewing machine and cutting things. And like in the book, he just he's like, I know, I'll wear a make a quick Santa Santa Claus hat and a coat. Next page, he's Santa Claus. There's like, there's nothing in there to like show him do it. So like, we actually get to watch the thing happen. Um, uh, after he sends Cindy Lou to bed and he takes the tree up the, the thing, um, he that's it. We're just done. We we just jumps from that to he's got all the toys on the sleigh and he leaves. And in the, in in the 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 TV show, it's another verse of the song as yeah. you see him taking everything from all the other houses. Um, and uh, it's just um, uh, that's funny. I didn't even think about that. That makes the sense. Song, the song works on so many levels. Not only is it a great song sung brilliantly by Thurl Ravenscroft yeah. in a virtuoso performance, but it also like actually helps to tell the whole story of of uh, of the Grinch and uh, and Whoville. I do also love that the narrator is telling you that this guy is evil in the song. Um, yes. all those little things where he's inside the tree taking the ornaments off, cutting the Santa hat. Like I could, it was so fun to see like um, how jagged everything looks. Like it, it's very fun to go back to this era of animation, particularly the scene where his heart grows and he is belly down, trying to hold on to the gifts. His eyes get really blue. Um, or at least I was probably watching the recolorized one. I don't know mm. if that happens in the in the OG OG, but mm-hmm. um, like you see the frame and that little heart, and it expands. And then like when he turns his head, and the facial expressions kick in, and he's holding the the sled with all the presents above him, and it like pulls to a silhouette. Like it's actually really well. Um, it's an incredible animation. Yeah, like directed almost. Yeah, the way it's laid out is very cool and these are short specials but like the way it's it plays with pacing a little bit when he's the snake slithering through the house and the way that like other things happen very quickly and then of course the town singing Dahudori at the end mm. and him bringing the who hash at the end mm-hmm. like it, it's a much nicer message than Charlie Brown and that the town it feels like was always willing to accept him like they was about Christmas and they never really had a vendetta against him specifically like they were always there to welcome him with open arms when he was ready to, when his heart grew three sizes or was ready to come down yeah. there. It feels so opposite um, 
having watched Charlie Brown in the same time span of them being like, well, he's not a blockhead. He picked out a good tree, even though we've been so cruel to him for the first mm-hmm. part of this. Holds yeah. up the best and has the best lesson for sure. Yeah, it, it's a it's about the healing power of forgiveness. Um, it's which is really nice. Um, I will say the one thing that I do like about um, the the new animated Grinch, as opposed to the second one, is in the second one all the Who's were awful to him as a as a child. And that's why he turned into a bad thing. It's nice that he had an origin story. Yeah. It's yeah like a but in the third a- one, he's got a very similar origin story, but it's not about them being mean to him. It's about him perceiving that because he was an orphan, the only orphan in the orphanage. And he got to watch everybody else have a wonderful Christmas. And they were just oblivious to his suffering as opposed to causing it, um, which allows them to not be monsters that that we're supposed to root for at some point in the thing so that's yeah there's a lot there's a lot wrong with the second one yeah um, uh but the third one i think has a lot of fun stuff into it including um a very giant fat reindeer uh <laughs> that, that is that behaves like a big dog it's very cute um uh, my, my daughter loves that <laughs> one. we watch we watch it in march and june and october we watch it whenever she wants to because she loves that um Finally, my man Yukon inside um, Rudolph Rednose Reindeer. I'm a sucker for the old stop motion stuff. Amazing. Uh, it, it was. It's. It's. It's crazy to me how much work it takes to do that. that. Um, why anyone would choose to do that over any other kind of thing? It just. It's. It, you're just doing it because. You know, you want it to take a longer time. Like it's the the artistry of it. Um, but the old stop motion Rudolph is uh, has a lot of uh, a lot of serious problems with it. Um, mostly mainly Santa. Because, <laughs> mo- mostly Santa and his own father. Rudolph. Rudolph is like it, it is bo- born of an era of um, of people judging everyone for stuff they can't control. Yeah. Like the color of their skin or the color of their nose. And it's it like there's some really weird um like okay, so uh they they wouldn't let him join in any reindeer games. At no point did they did like the all of the other reindeer were racist this piece of crap. Like <laughs> like they, that's not in there. They just didn't let him join the reindeer games. I mean, like the idea of that you have a red nose, um, uh, get the hell away. You must live in ostracization and their and his family had to hide him. Yeah. Else. And it's not like um, the first time Santa ever sees the, the, the reindeer with the red nose, he goes, well, what's wrong with that? That's actually a wonderful thing. It just so happens it's very foggy. I need someone with a red nose to light guide my sleigh tonight. No, Santa is like the first non-member of Rudolph's original family to meet Rudolph, a baby, a baby reindeer. Like he's he can barely stand. It's a little fawn, a little deer fawn, the cutest thing ever. And like what the hell's wrong with that thing? That's what Santa says. He's awful. He's horrible. 
It's just the like, and this is again. No, it's you're, only you're presenting Clarice. Santa. You're presenting. <laughs> you're presenting Santa to children, and showing Santa being prejudiced and kind of like racist in this really weird way. There's a um, whole island of misfit toys. Like I mean, Mrs. like. Uh, honestly, like uh, he, he, he he's <coughs> like um um uh what what a shame he had a good takeoff like the idea that he's unnatural at everything you would need from a reindeer for your troop of reindeer that fly and you won't accept him into your troop of reindeer that fly because his nose is the wrong color and therefore he's worthless is a thing Santa Claus says in this movie. Santa Claus, um, the kindest man who has ever lived. This is what they're putting out for children. It's he's really, really mean in this. He is really mean. Um, and reindeer has or Rudolph has like the whiniest voice I've ever heard too. No, I mean it's it's, it's and I'm like. Some... Voice casting could have been better. It could have. The Santa voice is great. Um, but I was like, I would find this guy's voice way more annoying than I would his nose. Uh, but it is what it I is. I mean, the problem is you had you, you you've you've hired an adult to do a kid's voice, almost certainly. That's what yeah. And it's, so it's so. like so it's hard for an adult to be like Oh dad, hi, that's right. What was every what's so wrong with the way I talk? Like it's like it's not and even I'm doing it better than the person who's you did it much better, yeah. Um Can we talk about uh, Clarice, the understated we, heroine of all this? Yeah, the the she's nice. She actually is nice to, to Rudolph, the only one in the world who is, yeah. besides his mom. She like worries about the content of his character instead of his nose. Right. And she has I a think- cute little nose. I think it's a fine nose. <laughs> Much better than that silly false one you were wearing. Um, uh, I thought she then, was like the prettiest animal I'd ever seen when I was little. And I thought she was so sweet. And I thought she was great. And it's kind of a bummer that she doesn't really get to be the hero in this, but she's the only one that has any sense of a moral compass at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is also weird that when, if, if I'm remembering correctly, when Rudolph becomes a man by the end of this thing, she doesn't. She yeah, doesn't grow right. away. She's still like just the. It's odd, but it's um, a late bloomer, I guess. Do, do you have do you, the other thing that makes the Rudolph thing entirely impossible, uh, realistically in the real world? Besides reindeer don't fly. Do you know this little this little factoid? Only female reindeer get antlers. Male reindeer do not. Really? Yes. Hell yeah. You go, ladies. I love Yes. That. So so um uh Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. All all girls, all ladies, all ladies, yeah. Because every time you see them depicted, they've all got antlers. They've all got antlers. Only female reindeer have antlers. Therefore, his entire team is women. It's like it's like Gaddafi with all of his like elite <laughs> guard of women assassins. You know what I mean? Basically, it's like honestly, who's worse, Gaddafi or Santa in this movie? It's, it's a toss, toss up. up. 
it's, it's a toss a up, honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, so I there's there's that, and there's then there's the absurdity of uh, and the 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 weirdness of Hermie, who chooses to be different, and and the way he's depicted specifically in his mannerisms and voice and everything, it does does feel very, very specific in the way that they're choosing to portray Hermie. Does um, feel stereotypically gay, for sure. It does, like it, it definitely does. does. He is a bit of a gay icon in a lot of ways. Um, but I love that he's uh, uh, he's completely himself and yes. will not bow to pressure. This is who I am, damn it. I am a dentist. He I'm is. I'm not going to change for you. Even if he's elf, not, I'm not going to change for you. It's not like the best dentist, it doesn't seem. Um, well, he's, he hasn't been able to go to dental school yet. Yeah, it's true. He wants to be a dentist. Yeah. Um, he does get a song in this. It's great. Why Am I Such mm-hmm. a Misfit is a great little tune. Um, <clears throat> the idea that there's an, a whole island of misfits also just yeah, feels like I, we reject everything remotely different from us entirely in our reindeer society. You spin out this 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 idea of what the let's 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 let it play out. Okay? In this world I believe Santa makes all of the toys. I th- I think that is implied that Santa makes all of the toys and these toys were made incorrect. These toys toys are wrong toys. And so what has Santa done with them? Because Santa had to... They weren't... They didn't... Toys don't reproduce asexually. Somebody made these toys. And then someone banished them to this island. And the only person who could have done that was Santa. It's not great. Um, and there's a lot going on in this movie because you also have Cornelius and the Abominable Snowman. Like, there's so much happening. Corn- Corn- Cornelius is <clears throat> uh, is an odd duck. There's a uh, there's an original in the original script for this. There's a line that is that is cut from the original script that 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 explains why he licks his pickaxe. Because he licks his pickaxe a lot. He throws it up in the air and it lands and he picks it up and he licks it and he goes, ah, nothing. The reason is, is because where he, why he is in this area is because there's supposed to be a treasure trove of peppermint mines. He's going to make his fortune in peppermint. But they thought it was weird to have a song about how much seems like our friend Cornelius seems like all he cares about is silver and gold, which reminds me of a song I'm going to sing. Um, and uh, he's not looking for silver and gold. He's looking for peppermint for a treasure trove of peppermint that he can then use to make candy canes and get rich selling candy canes. So when he's licking his pickaxe, it's he's actually he's test- testing he's for peppermint to see if he gets peppermint out of it. And that's why he's always so upset when he licks his paper because there's no reason for him to lick his pickaxe otherwise. It doesn't make any sense. But he licks it and, and, and several times in the movie. And I, It seems like he has a weird fetish. Nothing. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that makes so much more sense. Why 
tongue in your pickaxe? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, now we know. Now we know. But they cut it from the they cut it from the script and 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 it's not in the movie. So, yeah. That's very weird that they cut that when all of the other animation was. Yeah, they let they kept the rest of it. They kept the rest of it. Like that's um, not the weird thing. The peppermint mines are way less weird than him just licking his pickaxe the, all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the um, abominable is yeah. incredible. Uh, oh. Of all the the mocap stuff, like this is. His is incredible because it genuinely evokes so much emotion, I feel like, right. with him. Yeah. It's crazy how much, like, when I was little, I was, like, genuinely scared of this, like, right. little animated dude. Yeah. Yeah, he, um, <clears throat> they, are, they, they are wildly inconsistent with his size. Yes, they are. At, at, one, at one point, he peeks over the top of a mountain range. <coughs> he is thousands of feet tall. Um, at, the, at another point, when he puts a star on the tree, he's 10 feet tall. Yeah. So you can't like, teach that. I mean, pick one. Um, figure out a size range. Yeah. Um, uh, but also, I I remember being very upset when Yukon sacrificed himself. Yeah. Because uh, the way he did it was just so heroic. Um, he knew everything about Bumbles. He knew exactly. He was you know, his plan, how to how to get him to to you know and. Um, it also reminds you of what's his name uh, at the great. end of Men in Black. I forget what his name is. Agent K, whatever it is. Was it just Agent K? Yeah, when he like he yeah. just goes out in a blaze of glory, and he mm-hmm. kind of has like this. You've got a Cornelius or 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 like Burt Gummer at the end of Tremors Seven. Sure, it's, of course. Um, but I, um, but he was he was so kind. He didn't. He never. Not once ever did he have not a hint of judgment toward Hermie, the gay elf, or Rudolph, the horribly mis- misformed, uh, deformed reindeer. Not at all. No judgment it's whatsoever. He's a he's a really sweet guy, and 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 he's heroic, and he tries to protect his friends. And um, maybe he knows what it's like to be a bit of a weirdo because he's always licking a pickaxe for no reason in this version. <laughs> Could be my strange addiction. Is That's that, right. That, that, yes, is my strange addiction. I, I'm addicted to licking a pickaxe. Um, but uh, didn't I tell you about Bumbles? Bumbles bounce um, is one of those deals where uh, they fall off a cliff and they go over and they watch over the side of a cliff and they go, "All right, better go back." And if they had just watched all the way until they had hit bottom, they would have seen the Bumble go boing, boing, yep, boing. Boing, boing, boing. Um, and they're like, oh, I guess he's fine. But but, but but instead, they had to, like, leave before they saw the end. Um, and uh, and then they made us all think that he was dead. It's true. Um, yeah. Uh, also, the, the weird thing of the mysterious, inflatable, uh, evil Santa, where he's, like, super skinny at the beginning. Um, oh, yeah. Also, time doesn't work right in this thing, because... Uh, He's he's skinny and there's like, oh my god, we're so close to Christmas. You're so close to Christmas and you're still skinny. And Rudolph is born. And by Christmas, Rudolph is a fully grown reindeer. How how much time is covered in this thing? It's a good question. I don't know I, the the rate at which reindeer grow, but it does feel I, I, it does not feel like it's a couple of weeks. No, it, it feels like, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I can't walk to like I can pull an entire sled. 
through a right. snowstorm. Yeah, no, probably not. <clears throat> um, but he is he's incredibly fat by the end. And I'm I'm wondering is like does does he like did he do like I don't know like a a, a month worth of cheat days in a row? Probably that, that, that can't be good for your heart health. No. And then like he's got to drop all that weight by the spice. Like, what was the season. McDonald's th- the he's, fat, he's, sick and nearly dead thing? He just like mm-hmm. ate McDonald's for that long. Yeah, that's what. Oh, yeah, not good. Uh, but yeah, no, he's got to drop all the weight by beach season, and then he's got to bloat back up again. I mean, honestly, just get yourself a good fat suit. You got got a bunch of elves there. He might have. We don't know. Train them how to get a good fat suit built for you. Wear it underneath. You're 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 dressed all in all in fur from your head to your foot. So saith the poem. It's not like anybody's going to see your fat suit. It's going to be a lot better. Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable, but you got to wear it for one night and you're there. Honestly, I'm I'm worried about your heart health. I mean, yeah, but then if they make him one and it's not perfect, they're just like you're go, you're on your own well, island. That's right. They are. So, I at the end of this also, was like Rudolph, why are you risking this, your this life for these idiots? Like it's but, not but worth it. Our thing also implies then there's an island of misfit fat suits that have all been made, manufactured <laughs> imperfectly, and they just live together because everything is sentient and can walk and move. It's just this weird things of blubber just going everywhere. Blub- and yeah, yeah, no, it's not great. See our version. Yeah, <laughs> also the the misfit toys. Some of them are like ironic. Nobody wants like, a Charlie in the box. Like, just change your name, dude. Yeah. Nobody, honestly, just Everybody's say gonna... hi. I'm Jack. Everyone's nope. gonna be like, it's oh, cool. fixed, fixed. Um, uh, a boat that can't stay afloat. Patch up the hole in your hull. You're fine. You're good. Okay. Um, One uh, trip to the doctor. A, a, a water gun that shoots jelly. A- empty yourself. Put in some water. Yeah. Fixed you. Easy, um, easy. Uh, a cowboy that rides an ostrich. Honestly, pretty cool. I, I that's, like into it that's, immediately. That's yeah. some metal shit right there. I would that, play the hell out with an ostrich that is ridden by a cowboy. That's some good stuff. Um, what was wrong with the doll? A Susie talks. Was it a Susie talks a lot that Is didn't it? talk or something? What was it? What was the doll? The doll was something wrong with the doll. They also the 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 elephant, as far as I know, just had polka dots. Yeah, that's sweet. That's polka great. Dot, po- what's wrong with polka dots? Polka dots yeah. are a perfectly legitimate pattern. They're they're super fun. There's an elephant. Over, there's a rhinoceros over there with a houndstooth check. I mean, he's fine as well. It's just yeah. a, it's a pattern. You're fine. Yeah, we love a good power the, clash. It's the thing fine. is that, that that honestly, these these toys have been told that they are misfits and they've taken it to heart and they believe it about themselves when really they are, there's nothing wrong with them. And if they could only see themselves as being not misfit, but correct fit, then they would they would they would learn to love themselves and honestly. A, a little child cannot love you and play with you until you can love and play with yourself. It's true. It's the true. Playing and with yourself thing is optional because it's a children's movie, but but yeah, no, that's a very good point. Uh, yeah. There's there's certain like barriers yeah. that you want to put in place there. Yeah. Um, yeah, there should be like um. There's so much happening. You have like Yukon and the Abominable. You have Rudolph, who's 
in love with the only decent reindeer, but like obsessed with getting to right. fly. And then the Island of Misfit Toys, there's like all these things going on. The Island of Misfit Toys doesn't really get like a proper lesson, do they? Oh, like, I they forgot also, like there's, I forgot about this one. A bird that, I'm a bird that doesn't fly. I swim. Have you met a penguin? It's a, really it's a, penguins that are there in are the environment. literally yeah. millions of you. You're just at the wrong pole. They live at the South Pole. If the, if you wound up at the di- a different area of the world, you would have all totally kinds of fine. friends that you could like go fishing with. It'd be great. That's true. Why somebody told you you were less than, and you believed them? And I am here to tell, tell you, you, you're just fine. You the way are, you are fine. It's not your fault. Listen to me. Listen to us. Okay. Cowboy riding an ostrich. It's not your fault. rules. That one rules. Water gun that shoots jelly. It's not your fault. It's not. I could go on and on. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Okay. And maybe then they will take to heart what you've told them and they'll be fine. I hope so. Because Because, if it's Santa, their father figure, there's going to be a lot of therapy on the island of misfit toys. And there should be. Honestly, that place is terrible. The patriarch of that is, well... Basically, Christian Cage, but the patriarch of the whole island is awful in his pursuit King, to bring children toys. King Moon Racer. Yeah, he like the idea of I am the king of this island. I am a lion who can fly, oh and I am God. keeping all of these toys here, my prisoner. By filling them with the idea that they will never be loved if they leave my island. What a horrible, abusive... What like, are you in league with Santa? Because the two of you seem like super simpatico. They are. They are in cahoots, for sure. Yeah. Um, also, like, you're not allowed to stay on my island. Because only misfit toys can live here. Just a weird deal. Um, yeah. Not the, not the greatest. Not the greatest. No, um, but yeah. I think I go Grinch, Peanuts, Rudolph, Frosty. I think is my ranking. Um, this is very good. See, this is actually this is this is give, giving credence to everything we've been saying. The specials producer Arthur Rankin Jr. said that Dolly's problem was in fact psychological, caused from being rejected or abandoned by her mistress and suffering depression from being uninvolved, unloved. So, yeah. there you go. All, all of the misfit toys basically have the same problem. It's just hers is entirely, entirely internal, as opposed to some kind of uh, belief external. She've been, you know what? Because like a lot of people come out of abusive relationships where they feel like they were abandoned and they feel like they're. Is she the only woman on the island? She might be. Honestly, I feel like there are there are four women characters. In the, there's there's Mrs. Santa, um, and there's uh, Rudolph's mom. There's Clarice, and then there's Dolly, and that's it. Man, I feel like also this movie does not. Well, no, and all best. of the all of the reindeer because they have antlers. Well, I mean, unfortunately, that's not how it works. In this movie, I don't understand why they would decide to go against nature, but that's just me. So yes, f- finish your 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 ranking again. I'm sorry. 
Oh no, I it goes, I think now it goes Grinch, Grinch, Peanuts, slash Charlie Brown, Rudolph, and then Frosty. Because mm-hmm. even though Rudolph has like these insane lessons, I yeah. feel like mm-hmm. just more happens than in Frosty. Frosty is just right. like scattered and it's, right. it's like not that fun to watch, honestly. Yeah. Um in a uh, I'm definitely doing Grinch first. In a shocker, I'm doing Rudolph. Um, wow. Okay. I am I am because of the artistry of how it was made. It is incredible. It is it's incredible. incredible to look at when you realize how much <coughs> goes into doing one of those stop motion things. Um, plus, who doesn't love Holly Jolly Christmas? That's a very good point. Oh, yeah. And the little, the little snowman. The snowman. The yeah. Burl Ives. Anim- animated as a snowman, Burl Ives. Pretty great. Um, not, not, so, not so bad. And by the end, somehow, everybody, everything works out. Like even the misfit toys get given to kids. It's true. So like yeah. Everything's everything's fine by the end, I guess. Um, but uh yeah, along the way it's kind of rocky. But and then I'll definitely do I'll definitely do peanuts over frosty. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. But um yeah. So we have the same one in four slots. Our NCAA brackets are very similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Obviously, we're keeping them all in because it's it's the Christmas classics episode. Christmas, right? Christmas, yeah, yeah, Christmas classics special. Yes, I think that. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. All right. Merry Christmas on Merry belated Christmas. <laughs> Merry belated Christmas, everybody. We're on WWE timeline today, where it was yeah. like they were like, mm-hmm. we're doing Halloween Havoc, November fifteenth. Yes. Y- yes. Uh, last year they did New Year's Evil on January tenth. That's right. So we are actually ahead of the game. That's true. All right, everybody. We'll see you. Uh, I was going to say next week. We'll see you at the end of this week for another yes. episode. Get the flick out of here. Bye, everybody. Bumbles bounce. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.